everyone. Welcome to the Easy Operations Podcast. We are on episode 34, and we are your hosts. I am Armando, and this is James. Yo, yo, yo. So we do apologize, guys. Uh, we've been suffering from the flu um, recently when I got back from the trip to Guatemala, as we explained before, before we did our little uh, outros a few weeks back, um, that I was on vacation. But when I got back, just coughing nonstop. Uh, it was just really, really bad. And then, um, James, you got affected from the flu, right? Like, uh, got affected. Yeah, same thing too. You brought back the bird flu or whatever. I didn't even <laughs> encounter you and I still got sick. I don't know how that happened. Exactly. It's like, we weren't even in the same room. I think we we're just in the same, uh, general area, maybe. <laughs> valley. Valley flu. <laughs> the valley flu going around, which is, you know, it's that time of the year, you know, we're kind of hitting, well, I think we are in winter. I'm like so bad at this with the seasons and all, um, getting a little bit colder, cooler, you know, the weather changes, whatnot, what have you. So yeah, we're going to give it a go guys. And we do apologize for missing about a week or two or maybe a week and a half. Hopefully everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. James, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, not feeling well during it. I felt pretty sick, but I was still good enough to eat. So can't be that sick, right? If I can eat. No, you can't be. And you know what? Hopefully everybody, again, had a great Thanksgiving, all the stuffing, pumpkin pie. Do you do pumpkin pie or or not really? Yeah, we do pumpkin pie. And uh, my mom works at House of Pies, so she gets she hooks it up all the time with a uh, different variety. Could go. I could go for some sweet potato pie, but no one ever brings that. So sweet, must be me. You know what? That's, that's interesting. Sweet potato pie. Huh. <laughs> you don't like that? I don't like sweet potato in general. So. Oh god, it won't be a big fan. So, tell us about uh, your trip, man. How, how like I know it was a, kind of a few weeks back now, but uh, tell us all about it. You know, um, from what I can remember, because <laughs> uh, going there generally it was just for uh, my grandma's uh, birthday. Uh, we stayed there for five days, uh, two days in Antigua before we actually um, head out to Guatemala City. Excuse me. Um, I think it was nice. A uh, lot of lot of changes. Um, a lot of people on motorcycles apparently, and cars just the same. But there's a lot more vehicles than I last remembered because the last time I went to Guatemala was about maybe 15, 17 years ago. So it's been a while. Um, it's gotten you know uh, gotten bigger. Uh, the population. Now, when you went to these uh, two cities, did you stay with family with both, or or uh, you went to Antigua and then they went with you to Guatemala City? How did that work? So basically, I was just with my uh, immediate family. Um, we stayed at a hotel in Antigua for like two days and two nights, mm. and uh, man, it was awesome. You know, they were like, uh, you know, hey, you can do whatever you want. You know, because it's it's such a small little little city. I'm like two or three blocks. Like there's always either a bar. Uh, apparently crepes are a big thing over there. Really? Crepes. Interesting. Crepes. And I was like, huh, this is like the fifth one. And I'm like barely down the block. <laughs> wow. Did you, um, um, was there a lot of uh, El Pollo Camperos? Uh, not there. Not there uh, generally, but in the city. I heard that was a thing. <laughs> Interesting. So Antigua was more of the outskirts or? More of the outskirts, more of a, uh, like a, like a town, very religious. And, uh, we got to see some of the churches there, which is really cool. Um, is it, I um, did, tourist I, friendly? Tourist friendly. Yes. There was a lot of, um, I would say, uh, I would say Eastern, maybe European, uh, descent. And, uh, I heard a, I heard an accent I wasn't too familiar with, but I was like, okay, that, that's amazing. You know? 
Um, Cause I would always see them, you know, with guides and they were just like, Hey, you know, they're talking in English. And it's amazing because uh, most of these uh, people, you know, they're Spanish. Of course, that's their first language, but they were speaking English better than I could speak English. I'm like, this is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> So that was really cool. Just like walking around and, uh, you know, I tried out their, you know, uh, beer of the country there, the Gallo. The Gallo. Gallo must have had like, uh, like four or five. And yeah, you know what? It, it takes a while to hit, but man, when it hits, it hits pretty good. It was nice and smooth. And I like that. I actually like the, the crepes that they had there. Mm. There was this one in particular, which I ordered was, uh, I forgot what it was called, but they, they add a little, alcohol or something and then they just like bring it to you all in flames and i was like whoa am i oh, gonna wow. eat like a burnt crepe but no they actually put like a lot of bourbon in this thing and i'm like man wow. how, do we, how are we able to like put out the fire you know like whoa but, that's awesome uh when you were uh, out there did you go to that little star wars lookout no i think that's in tikal oh actually. okay is that not nearby uh, not that I'm aware of it. Cause I, again, it's, it's been a while and I know it's a bit of a drive to get mm. to the ruins. And, uh, tell me about, uh, Guatemala city. what you do over there? So we stayed with family there, uh, my mom's side of the family and man, I gotta tell you like, uh, these little cousins that I knew that were like maybe I think six or seven, they're all grown up, you know, they're like in their mid twenties. I think some of them are like in their like late thirties and, you know, they all live like in the, in the general area pretty much. We're kind of like like ghetto so they they like stay like close by and they have like families that are like you know that old you know <laughs> you know they're trying to pick on me the the gringo over here because i'm kind of you know I'm, I'm gonna say it i'm kind of like whitewashed <laughs> they're like you know they're asking me in spanish and i'll just translate in english so like where's your family like don't you have any kids i kind of want to like punch them but i was like nah like i'm good being you know uh you know I want to say at that time, because, you know, right now things are looking up for me relationship wise. And, uh, you know, at the time, uh, you know, I was single and I was just like, eh, you know, it is what it is. I'm like, it's, it's fine. But um, I really love kids, man. Uh, I really gravitated towards one of their kids, this little girl. And just like, you know, she's like about maybe six to eight months. And she was just like giving me these little googly eyes. So mm -hmm. uh, I was just hanging out your, with the kids. Your motherly instincts are kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know so it's like you know mama bird over here and uh you know i had a great time uh like i said uh, i love my mom's family as well as my dad's family but when it comes to guatemala uh, i'm just there for my grandma and you know i kind of made that a, a point and i'm sorry if i offended my other family members but you know what uh she's a great person uh love her to death and i'm glad i was able to go because she is getting up there in age so, you know, it, it was a bit of an emotional roller coaster for her because uh, I was a bit of a surprise. My parents didn't want to, you know, let her know that I was going. So it, it just made that trip a lot more special. So I had a great time. It was very relaxing. Like, again, you know, my motherly instincts kicked in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, everything went well. And I do have a bottle for you, sir, which I will bring to you tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you, man. Uh, sounds like you had a great time. Yes, uh, did you happen to... Uh, uh, watch anything uh, that while you're out there or when you came back you know it's funny uh i was able to actually use the movie pass for one of the theaters but i forgot which one in guatemala in guatemala yeah wow. i was like, <laughs> like, oh, shit. Awesome. like you know sorry 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 for the language but i was like wow i can actually go right now to this theater and just like buy it i was able to check in <laughs> that's and true it gave me 30 <laughs> minutes and i was like oh man this this thing is awesome i was like 
holy crap. Wow. Well, now it's confirmed. You can use it internationally. How cool is that? <laughs> yep. I was just like, dope, dope. I like it even more. And speaking of MoviePass, they um, recently, I'm not sure if you got that email too, they're now offering like kind of like an annual plan where it's a little cheaper. Uh, normally, it's 10 bucks a month, but I think if you pay, uh, I think 80 or 90 bucks a month, or not a month, I'm sorry, a year. <laughs> hey, uh, that's really cheap. <laughs> 90 bucks uh, a year it's equates to like six or seven bucks a month so that's pretty cool i guess they're getting bigger and it's nice that uh they're offering different options uh so what movies uh did have you end up watching lately um you know what lately um i just want to get to the thor just to give you my uh quick uh impressions of the movie mm-hmm. funny movie great uh i love what they did with uh, the incredible hulk uh, Jeff Goldblum steals the show, hands down. Yeah, maximum Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 10 Goldblooms out of 10 Goldblooms. So there we go. So yeah, man, uh, I saw uh, Lady Bird uh, not too long ago with a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she recommended the movie. And I was just like, hey, you know what? I'm like, what is Lady Bird all about? Yeah, saw what is it about? And I was like, all right, cool. You know, sat down, watched the movie. And it's really great. It takes place in 2000, I believe 2002. And it's about this girl uh, going from a public school in Sacramento to a uh, all Catholic school in Sacramento. Mm. And um, basically, it's a coming of age story about this uh, young girl, Christine, but she prefers to be called Ladybird. So it's a game, a name given to herself because she's, you know, everybody goes through that stage in high school where you're trying to be rebellious against your parents, you know, and you think you know more than you should. And it's a great coming of age story just in retrospect in her because there's like these little life lessons like, you know, you shouldn't lie because your lies will catch up to you. Uh, don't be somebody was there you're any, not. Was there any point to having it in a specific year frame in the early 2000s? Yeah, because uh, they were showing the struggles of the family, basically how the mother is holding down the job and how they're struggling to keep this house because they're not rich. They're not poor. You know, they're your average uh, run of the mill uh what is it? The uh, middle? Middle class? Middle class. Thank you. <laughs> They're in the middle class. So uh, it's really great. You know, you got this household. You got the mom. You got the dad. Uh, you got Lady Bird, which is the daughter. You got the older brother uh, mm-hmm. who's living with them uh, with his wife. So, you know, that's that was very interesting. So they weren't really holding back. They were like, hey, you know, this certain things happen like this and everybody's situation is different. And I love the fact that they point out that people, whether it be in the 2000s or whatever, you know, like the mother always wanted to talk to her daughter, Christine slash Ladybird. And you can tell like one of the points and emphasis in this movie is that we tend to entertain ourselves to escape from reality and not deal with the issues that are right in front of us. And I feel like the mother does that a lot because you see that in the movie where she wants to talk to Ladybird, but you see her either trying to distance herself by trying to do something else or when she does give her attention, she just gets upset because there's nothing to distract her from, you know, facing her issues, whether it's speaking with her mother, her friends. This movie was really great. It was really funny because um, there's so many things. There's a great cast of characters here. I really highly recommend Lady Bird. It, it's such a great watch. Uh, you know what? If you have time, go out and see this movie. You yeah. will not be disappointed. Sounds I, interesting. I like Any notable uh, uh, casts in that or actors? Um, there was like one or two, um, but I, I couldn't make out their, uh, their names. It was just kind of like, you know, you just see them like in TV shows or in commercials most of the time and you forget that they're like, you know, they can be on the movie screen as well. Um, 
So yeah, man, uh, really enjoyable. I, I love sure. it. That's good. That's Lady Bird. Uh, look out for it. Is it uh, still in theaters? It is still in theaters. Uh, I saw it at the Lemley out here in uh, North Hollywood. Really mm, cool. Awesome. Oh, so, yeah. So it's definitely one of those indie indie style movies if it's at the Lemley over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on to uh, totally opposite of indie is uh, Big Blockbuster here where we have Justice League. So uh, let me tell. Actually, you tell me what you think of uh, of the movie, and then I'll I'll give you my impressions. All right. Uh, first off, um, kind of awkward seeing that Batman is not your, you know, beat him up, kick ass Batman this time around. This time he kind of feels a little soft to me. Um, they kind of downplayed his whole like you know the Batman that kills kind of kind of theme, which was a little disappointing to me because in the beginning. Uh, not giving anything away, like he's trying to catch this perpetrator, and normally, like he'd be dead in two seconds. <laughs> but uh, but he doesn't kill him, which is kind of surprising. Um, going from character to character, it was just a, uh, it was really fun. Uh, the movie was enjoyable. Um, you can see that the touches from Josh Whedon were there. I didn't like uh, a certain CG sequence with Henry Cavill's face. It just seems so awkward because I was sitting at his pretty mouth. <laughs> There's a Not lot like of that, uh, yeah. CGI mouth cavil <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Um, do you do you know the reason behind it by any chance? If not, I'll I'll explain it a bit late. It's later. something about him in a movie, right? That's all I know. Uh yeah, well yeah, I'll get it. I'll, I'll go over that in a bit. Okay, but besides that, like it, it was pretty entertaining. Um, here's my thumbs down portion. I love the Flash. I just didn't like the way he was running. It seems like he was figure skating. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think about that. That's pretty true. (laughs) I was just like, what are you guys doing to the Flash? Uh, He's not a figure skater. He's running. Uh, But other than that, I thought, um, you know what? The little brooding character for Cyborg was pretty cool. Uh, I kind of like that that change of pace with him. Uh, Arthur Curry, you know, Aquaman was really, really cool. I wish there was like more... More screen time for him. And so you liked it when he was all like, my man. Yeah, my man, you know. My man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to do that Moana scream. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was really, really cool. He was one of the most, more of the more interesting characters. Um, you see this uh, nice budding relationship developing between Batman and Wonder Woman, which is great to see. But I feel like, um, you know, Maybe Aquaman got the short end of the stick or the short end of his uh, trident, so to speak. Uh, but they did a really great job with the Flash, just kind of introducing him and Cyborg. I just feel like, hey, let's uh, let's do a little bit more for the characters. And then the main villain uh, for this subsequent movie was uh, uh, Stephen Wolf, which was which is okay. You know, it's all right. It's setting up uh, another main play villain for you know the justice league and the end credit scenes kind of also hint at other things and other possibilities which it's like for me it's great mind blown but i feel like hey it was an enjoyable movie not the greatest movie i do recommend it just to see it you know in the theater you know support dc because i i feel like they can get better and this is a good step forward yeah, um, I w- agree with a lot of what you're saying. 
I'm a little torn uh, with this movie. I had a good time and I enjoyed it, but I don't think it's a good movie. It's kind of weird to say. Like, yeah. <laughs> I find the, the this movie, uh, my best explanation to, of it is that it's more fun than good. Like, you had a good time with it, but then it felt like a lot of fluff, nothing substantial or not many stakes involved. So it kind of, it's almost forgettable at the same time, like, which is sad because this is such a, a big uh, union of major characters. Um, I agree with you with Batman. I did not like how they portrayed Batman at all in this movie. He's they made him kind of a dope. Like he's cracking a lot of jokes. Uh, it, he he he's kind of almost useless in the movie outside of just trying to bring these characters together. Um, which I I wasn't a fan of how they changed him so drastically and they, without any explanation of all of a sudden why he is all uh, lighthearted all of a sudden, especially with how it's. He's been built up with uh, the prior um, DC movies. You know, it's, he's a little bit more gritty, a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit more cold-hearted. You know, cold-hearted. Yeah, it's like more brutal. There you go. Yeah. That's the word, brutal. And in terms of the other characters, I felt that um, Aquaman, while he was charismatic and fun, he was not utilized. Uh, <laughs> like he, like I didn't understand the point of him. Like he's just uh, another strong guy because they don't really do much power. Him using his powers for se- per se, yeah. like you know his his use of like you know being in uh, using uh, water or talking to the uh, uh, use you know using any water elements in the movie. Actually, there was none of that. He's just just, just another strong guy that's in the movie. And um, uh, Flash, I, I. I like he, he was funny. I really like that he was the comedic touch of the character. He's not very very Allen ish, but I like that they made him comedic. Um, I felt like he, he he was kind of like autistic or something, where he yeah. was kind of spazzy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how the best to explain that, but I you know I, I thought he was the best new addition to the movie, which is the Flash. You can see him. They're they're kind of implementing uh, subtle backstories, and if you're a fan of the either like the character of the shows, you would know what they're trying to lead towards. And Aquaman's was uh, a little odd because it, it was just so brief and like kind of pointless. I didn't think they needed to do whatever they did to explain his backstory. And same thing with um, Cyborg. I like the actor's take on Cyborg uh, and, and his nature. And I like his look, especially with the hoodie. Uh, hoodie Cyborg was like the best version, of, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> um, but they kind of were very vague around his origin uh in general he it's it's more said than shown or explained uh because they kind of hinted at it at um batman versus superman i guess that was the quick uh origin of it but it wasn't very uh well done in this new movie it was i think the overall movie itself was very rushed it felt rushed like things were just moving too fast fast yeah um, the villain, I think, in this movie is probably the worst of all the DCEU. Um, Steppenwolf, he's just like a generic CGI baddie uh, that's just, you know, I'm here. I don't know why, just to dest- just because I'm bad and I'm destroying the world type of thing. Uh, I did uh, like that one scene where uh, they show his pr- past battles on Earth. That part was kind of cool. A lot of fan service on that scene. Oh, yeah. You uh, to see all these, like... Uh different uh superhero races yeah different nations and all that stuff and uh but overall uh my main pro i have with the movies like i like that they finally made superman the superman that we've always been wanting uh although it in my opinion it's it wasn't well earned but at least they're making him that character that we want kind of like the 
finally the truth and justice superman the one that actually wants to save people uh just lois lane actual actual you know like one that people like that are a signal of hope but they don't explain that well either like he's just automatically back to be like like this as as he was never like this, or as he was always like this like right from the first shot of the movie he's like that character already and like how we went from man of steel and batman versus superman he wasn't like that at all yeah he was, he was and, like uh, yeah he was kind of like the brooding uh you know he had that dad you know his dad that told him not to help anybody um so it while I like that they're taking that character to the one we finally are been wanting this whole time, it's it just wasn't. Uh, it was just rushed to it. it there was no progression to it. it, it same like same with Batman. All of a sudden, like he's he's like, oh, uh, Superman. He's the beacon of hope. Like, yeah, like what? <laughs> I was like, when when did he suddenly think of that? Like uh, all of a sudden, he wasn't like that at all in the last movie. Um, and he wasn't a beacon of hope at all because the whole point of Batman versus Superman was that. People didn't like him. <laughs> they even go out a whole court scene involving Superman. But in this one, it's like a retcon of the past movies. But I do like that uh, they are going in the right direction because it didn't feel like anything like the other movies. It was more lighthearted, very uh, fun in tone. Um, but I just wish it was a little bit more substantial. I didn't. The villain was probably like the worst thing about it, I think. And uh, them because honestly, they didn't even need all those guys even fight Steppenwolf. He was so whack. Yeah, it's like maybe <laughs> like, Superman and... Yeah, or even Wonder Woman could yeah. have taken him by himself. Uh, so it was like... Um, and then like they kind of changed what the mother boxes were, where it's just like a plot device and it's just convenient to whatever it needs to be. Uh, I, you know, there was one particular awesome scene, which I thought was my favorite part of the movie, was when Superman returns, the very first part. Uh, that was really cool. Uh, too bad it was just very brief. Um, and all the end credit stuff which were cool you could tell uh it's all the joss whedon stuff whenever it is you see cgi mouth yeah. superman um and you could tell that they're going for like a lighter tone i am i'm assuming he's credited for what for bringing superman to the way that we like him to be and uh the reason why it, it, it's like that is apparently when jo- they hired joss whedon to come back to uh reshoot the movie or um finish the movie henry cavill when he came in he was already doing mission impossible six and he has like a huge like um, beard and mustache. And the studio for Mission Impossible uh, told him that he cannot shave his mustache or beard at all costs because uh, it's like a breach of contract or whatever. So they had to film it with it. And then they had to CGI his mouth, which looks freaking weird uh, in the movie. It looks just so odd. Um, but I mean, there's nothing you can control about that, but it does look hella odd. Um, can I ask you and, one question, though? When yeah. they showed Superman and... How, what was your crowd reaction? Because everybody in my in the theater that we go see the movie, like the first scene, yeah, the first, the scene, very first scene, yeah, uh, well, you can just tell it like it's so off. People immediately started dying with laughter. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't get that. Uh, funny enough, people were just kind of like, uh, yeah. like kind of like what? Because <laughs> they weren't sure what they're seeing. Because I wasn't sure what I was seeing. It was like something looks just off with yeah. him. Like this is just something so off. Like and then is when he returned. That's when it was a little bit more obvious because they were like close up on his face. <laughs> and I was like, like what the heck? He just looks so odd. Um, but you know, sadly enough, uh, there's not much they can do about that. But overall, the movie was fun. I look forward to it. Uh, I know that you mentioned that uh, they are heading toward the right direction. I do agree with that too. But uh, due to it not making so much money, they may not even go do more movies. I know Aquaman for sure is the next one, and then Wonder Woman two. 
But uh, now, like Flash movies up in the air, um, uh, Man of Steel two is up in the air, and possibly even the Batman movie with um, with Ben Affleck no longer wanting to be in the series. There's like rumors going around that they might be replaced by Jake Gyllenhaal. And uh, while that's not too bad, it's just weird because he's replacing the same Batman in the DCU, which is like the older Batman. Like, what the hell? What are they going to do? The only thing I can think of is um, if they reboot the universe, if they do like a Flashpoint movie or something like that. That's the only thing that would make sense and have a different Batman or whatever or a different actor. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens. It doesn't look very good so far in terms of... Uh, but that's interesting. Uh, if they do the Flashpoint, they can just say like, oh... Um, this wasn't really Bruce Wayne, Ben Affleck's character. It was yeah, his dad, uh, Thomas, no, Thomas Wayne, but yeah. he kept using Bruce because he misses Bruce. <laughs> I know, that's like something stupid. Like, yeah, something but, dumb. And, yeah. and that's why I was kind of surprised with the end credit scenes, which actually I thought in this movie were probably some of the best end credit scenes even compared to Marvel because uh, they were one was pretty fun and the second one was actually like, whoa, it was crazy. Like, this is what they're leading to. And then, like, who knows if that's ever going to happen, you know? Like, uh uh like what they're setting up here is i mean if they kept it in the movie they have to right like i don't know (laughs) i don't know okay guys i'm gonna give you guys i want to talk about those uh end credit scenes so if you have not seen the movie what is uh what does ron always say give them like what five seconds (laughs) (laughs) um because this will be like about a minute or two and then you know you guys can come back on but like i'll do a countdown five four three two one the Flash versus Superman scene, awesome, straight out of the comics. Yeah, that was awesome. But he's skating again, uh, figure skating. <laughs> and then second was the, uh, the, the you know, uh, what is it? Uh, the Injustice League. I mean, it, it, they have so many names now. Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. But I'm pretty sure. Wow, go what a rush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his name? Magla Guglia. I can't even pronounce his last name. Joe Mangello. Yeah, Joe Mangello. Joe Mangello. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even say it with a straight face. Uh, his death stroke. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he looks cool. The freaking costume looked amazing. I love it. Um, it'll be a shame if we do not get to see the Batman movie with him facing off Batman because that would just be a that'll be a, a crime not using that outfit, not using the actor because I want to see what they do with Deathstroke. Well, they can always put him in uh, Suicide Squad instead. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> if they're making a second one of that, so we'll see. Uh, but. Yeah, that end scene was really cool. Uh, I just hope they fall through with it. So we'll see. Justice League overall, who would you give it? Uh, a solid seven. Seven? I agree. Uh, 6.5 or seven around that with me as well. A fun, but could have been a lot better, <laughs> in my opinion. Now, James, was there any other movies? I recently saw um, Pixar's Coco. Oh, man. Uh, How was that? Yeah, so... Actually, this was uh, super, super good. Like, I actually thought it was one of the better Pixar movies in a while. Um, lately, in my opinion, I thought Disney Animation has done a lot, has been doing a lot better than uh, Pixar in terms of their released movies. Um, Pixar lately has been doing a lot of just sequels, like Cars Three, you know, Finding Nemo Two, <laughs> uh, all that stuff. You know, which is fine because, like, you know, they're, you're they're cashing in on the nostalgia and then, con- you know, getting finally making a sequel to these movies. And uh, this is one of the, I think, last ones that are going to be uh, original 
because I think next year is going to be Incredibles 2 and I think another sequel. I can't remember. But um, this one is a based on uh, the Dia de la Mortos. Is that what they call it? Day of the Dead. Yeah. And I thought it was really good. Very, it's very beautiful. Like they go to the uh, day, uh, the land of the dead, and it's you know very vibrant. Has a lot of uh, they do a lot of like you know very culture um, appropriate things on there. It, I don't know. I thought this movie was one of the best ones. Everyone at the end of the theater, or end of the movie, was just pretty much uh, uh, bawling in terms of like oh, it was, it was such a that. sweet. It was that. just such a sweet movie. Like you're you're gonna end up with like cutting onions in your eyes at the end so <laughs> i recommend it uh, uh my wife loved it so much she's watching it again tonight with her mom um in the spanish version which was kind of cool um since it is a based on a mexican what is it is it considered like a folklore or tradition uh, um they actually disney actually yeah disney actually released uh, a lot of showings in its native language and a lot of the actors in the movie are redoing their lines in spanish because it's all um hispanic cast which is actually nice and then uh, well represented in the uh, in the movie it's nice to actually you know not have white or non uh, non culture specific <laughs> actors playing you know yeah. those roles um but who stole the movie in my opinion is uh this actor named gael garcia bernal uh, he plays this character named hector so he uh is definitely good and the music in it is great and uh you will definitely be crying so I highly recommend Coco. The only thing I would say is a con in it is that it comes with a normally in any Disney movie in theaters, they come with a short film that comes out in front of it. And in this one, I think they should have not had it in there because it's a frozen themed uh, short that came out uh, that's in front. The only problem with it is that in most of these shorts that's in these other Disney uh, movies and theaters is that it's as it says short it's like five minutes right like mm-hmm. but this new one is like frozen it's like 30 minutes and oh. like you get kind of antsy and you're like wait it's still going and then like you you came to see coco not frozen too you know yeah. so like um i can see people being upset with that and i would have suggested that they don't show those uh in front of the movie but highly reckon, uh, recommend uh, coco mando are you gonna go see it i uh, will go see it this thursday with the my girlfriend, yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, uh, let me uh, give a, 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 another quick impression uh, relating to movies. Not necessarily a movie itself, but um, uh, about a week or two ago, I had my first experience at, in these dine-in theaters. And um, uh, I, you know, in concept, it's cool. Like, it looks nicer in the theaters. You have a more secluded uh, dual setup with the seats. Uh, you have a little table, a little light and everything. And um, the whole concept of these is that you can order food or, or drinks or alcohol uh, while in the theater. But in, in practice, I think it's a little too distracting uh, for me anyways. Uh, I guess the, maybe it may depend on the movie, but I really want to pay attention when I watch movies. And I don't like when people come up and uh, they'll start talking to you while in the theaters because they're asking you what you want and they'll flash a light. And then even when it's not coming up to you, you see it like next to you or people down there. It's just it's just in, it's just distracting and i really um it takes away from the movie experience basically. yeah a lot i'm you know and then it's i don't know i i can see people uh liking the convenience but for me personally not a fan so that's what i think of those dining theaters oh man okay cool you know um now would you not recommend or recommend maybe you should do it once just to get the experience yes no uh just 
I don't know, maybe if you want to try theater food or just to see how it is. But if you were to do that, don't watch a movie that is requiring a lot of attention, maybe something light or maybe just all action packed or uh, like a CGI movie or something. I don't know. I, I don't know how, what, because me personally, I can't, I wouldn't be able to do any of those, but it, anything serious that requires attention, uh, it, it would just throw me off a lot. Man, you know what? That sounds great. Uh, hopefully I don't cry in front of my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> that would be nice. Okay. You know, I am okay, the same. you have allergies. <laughs> yeah, same allergies. I will do that. All right, so we're going to move away from the big screen. Now we're going to head over to the small screen. James, anything in particular, either on TV or Netflix? Yes, I have three recommendations. Uh, two of them are Marvel-based, and two of them are Hulu uh, originals. Uh, one of them is Netflix's Punisher. I highly recommend it. I quite enjoy this uh, a lot. This falls in the line with uh, the current Marvel Netflix series, such as Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage, and now uh, The Punisher. Um, what I like about this series is that it feels totally different from the other ones. It feels more grounded and um, more gritty. Like, you know how in the other ones, they still have a lot of elements of comic book and kind of some some cheese a little bit in, the, in yeah. some of them. Mm-hmm. This one it goes kind of away from that. This one, uh, the primary... Uh, focus on the show is about PTSD and then soldiers coming back from war and then involved with also like the gang and um, mob boss uh, stuff that Punisher normally have to deal with. It's also probably the most violent of all the Marvel Netflix series, but um, uh, I haven't finished the show yet. I believe in nine, nine episodes in, I'm almost done and I am in all the way. Uh, there is, I do admit there is a little bit of a, a drag um, between episodes five and six but uh once it gets to seven it picks up again and gets right back uh going into it that's so, great because definitely recommend it i'm i'm in that general area of the episodes uh, i believe i'm like in episode five six so mm-hmm. <laughs> do you do you find that the actor uh you know while he's great it seems like he's born for the roles he tends to like uh like like rage grunts a lot yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, a, like a gorilla yeah. growl or something. <laughs> it's, just, it's, not, it's kind of funny. Uh, I think that's his trait. He does that very well. He does it in pretty much anything that I've seen but, him in outside of Punisher. But but he's not the only actor that that does that. I was thinking of uh, you've seen Southpaw, right, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, it's Gyllenhaal. the same grunt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's the same motion. They're like doing that gorilla stance. I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, not to be mean or anything, but is is this like a white thing? Yeah. <laughs> that weird grunt. <laughs> it's so fun. That's their uh, way of uh, emoting <laughs> anger and rage, I guess. What do you think of it so far? So far, like you said, man, it's it's really well grounded. I like this whole kind of thing with the micro or microchip in the uh, comics. Yeah, micro is cool. Yeah, man, it's uh. I like his adaptation of that. Very humanistic, very vulnerable in most cases. He's very unsure of himself. And, you know, there's that part that I like. But you know what? It's kind of like this whole thing like, hey, I need you. You need me. And it's it's funny because they don't want to admit to it. Like, hey, we, we really got to work together. Yeah. <laughs> but they're so, like, stubborn and hard. Stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> it, it makes, you know, it makes for great viewing. And, you know, um, like I said, I'm only into it, like, maybe five, six episodes. Um you're right. It, it somewhat feels like it's dragging a bit, but I believe you're building this um, 
unspoken or maybe spoken chemistry between uh, Micro and, you know, Frank Castle slash Punisher, which is good. And yes, the grunt team will go on. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Well, on to a lighter Marvel uh, property, uh, Hulu's Marvel Runaways. So basically, um, it's only, it's not, well, Hulu depends on the show, but uh, they're not the type of service that releases all the episodes at once. We're kind of spoiled by Netflix. So only right now three episodes are up of Runaways, but my initial impressions are I really enjoy it. It's definitely an opposite spectrum of Punisher where it's more light. However, there it is. There's, <coughs> excuse me, there's uh, serious things going on and then uh, their take on um, uh, what's going on. So basically it's about these kids who find out that uh, their parents are pretty much super villains. And um, it's pretty much some drama involved on, you know, uh, being there for your parents because they're your parents, you know, but they're also doing something bad. So you have to kind of be against them type of things. But I enjoy this series. It has a great cast of characters, very diverse, which I, I enjoy about it. Uh, the main character is a person of color. And uh, uh, I recommend giving it a shot, Mondo. I think you may enjoy it. Um, it's not one of the major Marvel properties. It does take place in the MCU, which is cool, but they don't really like uh, bring it. Uh, it doesn't really connect in with any other like major Marvel properties out there. Um, so it's doing like its own thing, basically. It is doing its own thing, but it is in the same MCU universe. Okay. Yeah. And another one I just want to quickly go over, which I think is hilarious, is called Future Man. It's basically uh, the show um, by the people that made This Is the End. And uh, Sausage Party, uh, your favorite, Seth Rogen, <laughs> uh, uh, where it's it's this 30-minute uh, episodes, only 13 episodes, where it's about this uh, boy who works at a um, laboratory, who, uh, which is the concept of is they're trying to find the cure for herpes. <laughs> and But he's like a gamer type dude um, who's been playing this game his whole life that never beat it. And then I guess... Uh, the characters from the game end up popping up in his real life. And then uh, they were saying that the game that he's been playing is from the future as a uh, recruitment tool uh, for soldiers. So they go, it goes in in and out of different time periods because they're trying to stop the end of the world, which is in the future. It's all post-apocalyptic. It's pretty funny. They reference a lot of back to the future and uh, Terminator, like saying how this is just a cliche, what they're doing of that. I thought it was hilarious. I give it a recommend, and it's a quick 30 minutes or 20 minutes uh, per episode, so you can breeze through it real quick. Man, that sounds like fun. And all because of herpes? <laughs> all because of herpes, apparently. It's uh, Keith David um, all right. uh, as uh, the guy with the herpes, so yeah. you may enjoy it. <laughs> all right. You know what? I, I definitely want to it's, beca- it's so funny. Let me just explain one of the episodes. Very much since like he got a herpes from like some girl in the past, like in the 60s or whatever. So they literally go to one episode where they go to the 60s and try to cock block him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's hilarious. I don't know. I thought it was uh, fun. Uh, funny, uh, but uh, that's my type of humor. So definitely yeah. give it a, a shot. Hey, I'm I'm hooked. I'm in Future Man, and this is on ah uh, on Hulu. Hulu, okay, mm-hmm. all right. But you can find it other ways. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I know what you mean. Wink, wink. All right, guys. Uh, so we um, excuse me as I like <laughs> still going through puberty here. <laughs> uh, done with our TV shows. We're gonna move on to a different type of screen. And that's a video game screen. James, what have you been playing? I'm going to tell you what I've been playing. So far, Mario Rabbids. I know you played this game. 
This is so much like XCOM. You are right. I am enjoying this game. But I do have trouble. I will not go to easy mode. There's some there's some you parts. To go easy yeah. mode? <laughs> I don't want to go to the easy mode. There are some uh mid bosses or bosses at the end of these uh world levels. Uh, mm. I finished world three, I believe. And uh, is that the one with the big uh big bunny that jumps up in like uh different areas that like knocks you back? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he was kinda hard. He was kinda hard, and it took me I, I kid you not. And I'll be, you know, upset that I did say this, but like when I was at work, I was just like, we had our break though. We had our break. Um, I just kept dying, dude. It took me a whole like hour and a half just to like. You didn't go easy mode? I did not go easy mode. mode. No, man. No, no, no. You got to be legit. It's normal for a reason. It's it's That's true. But yeah. And you think in, in your mind, like, can kids actually beat yeah, that shit? Like, <laughs> I'm like, like, maybe kids are like more, they adapt quicker. Nowadays, I was just like. Man, like if I was eight or nine, I'd probably be having fun. You know what I mean? But I, I get to the point where I'd be frustrated. So, yeah. you know, if you're out there, if you have kids and you have this game, you know, send us an email, see how they react, because I, I'm really curious about that. Yeah. Did you end up uh, taking your switch to Guatemala for your trip? Uh, no, actually, I kind of wanted to keep that away. Uh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> But well, what I've been uh, playing is uh, Call of Duty World War Two. Uh, since I've been sick lately, I just went going through the campaign of this, and I ended up finishing it, and I quite enjoyed it. It's pretty much just like a greatest hit of uh, World War Two things you've maybe seen or uh, experienced in other formats, uh, you know, like Saving Private Ryan, Band of Brothers. But it's fun to like you know go through it uh, in this next generation. I wouldn't say it's the best campaign of of call of duty it's probably it's still one of the all these campaigns are always generally fun um i still recommend last year's infinite warfare over this year's but this one was still a good time i thought i actually thought josh duhamel was actually pretty good um in his role in this movie there's a, a movie. it feels like yeah, a movie. It it's it so cinematic is. uh <laughs> yeah but you know uh very quick uh short campaign uh, easy to breeze through and uh well worth a look what about you? Dude, I agree. I love the campaign. It's it's amazing, like these facial expressions nowadays with the technology going so far. You're right. It, it feels like you're in a movie, like these um, character renditions and the graphics, just like, wow, like you feel like you're actually in the game. And it's, again, this is not just a cliche, but mm-hmm. uh, I felt like I, I was actually there. Um, the violence in the game is, is just, and the gameplay is just really amazing. And um, I'm halfway through, and like you said, hey, you know, we might have uh, gone through certain scenarios like in previous uh, war games, so to speak, of World War II. But it's 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 really great to go back and just kind of relive those type of moments because there's so- yeah, and it's been a while. I know a lot of people are complaining that it's been done before, but it's like how long ago was it since the last w- uh, like World War II game? Like at least almost eight years, eight nine years. And uh, maybe people that are experiencing Call of Duty for the first time, they'll never even played those games because they were too young. So I don't know. I still enjoyed it. All these uh, Call of Duty campaigns have always been high quality and fun. Um, and then always like a movie, like watching a, an action movie. So highly recommend it. Uh, another uh, Nazi killing game I've been playing is uh, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. You, you know what? This game is just so crazy, like in terms of its story. Like... That thing, this is what, like, the writing and the storytelling in this game is probably 
probably one of the best this year, in my opinion. The only thing is, I don't think the game play itself holds up as well. I kind of had the same issue with uh, The Last of Us on uh, Last Generation, where I love the story and the and the, the writing and the campaign, but the actual gameplay, I wasn't a fan of because um, it was just all stealth and kind of slow paced. I, I just wasn't into it. In this game, it's just it's a shooter, but it's it's just I don't know. Some things about it are not um, not to my personal liking. Like everyone seems a little bit bullet spongy uh, compared to the last Wolfenstein, which is very weird. You could like easily one uh, headshot someone and they'll die. And this one since they have like masks and helmets now, like you have to shoot a couple times. There's no way to instantly kill somebody because before, you know, you would have an option to do stealth and uh, go or go goes blazing. This one, you could stealth it, but I feel like there's no point because it always leads into uh, all out gun battle anyway. So just start with it. In, uh, just start out guns blazing. And um, the problem with this game too, is that it doesn't do a good job of giving you feedback that you're getting shot. Like, you're, it's not like Call of Duty where it's like, um, you know, you get shot, the screen turns red, and then you can go somewhere, and then it just heals itself. This one, it's just like numbers. It's just like uh, your life bar is like up a uh, hundred, and the armor up to hundred, and it just counts down when you're getting shot. But like, it it doesn't do a good feedback of you getting shot. You just see like um, the numbers going down. You're like, oh, where yeah, am I getting? And, but then if you're not paying attention, yeah, because yeah, you're so into the heat of action, there's no way to pay attention to that, and they don't do too much like screen effects where like. You're getting shot from multiple places. So that, uh, give it another con, but the graphics are really good. Um, the level design is a little, co- it's a little confusing because like it's, I, I'm so, I like it linear uh, for like shooters and, um, and when it's open world, it's fine as well, but this is not an open world game, but it's still, I feel like I get lost a little easy because the design of the levels, um, a little too broad. Like they made it a little too good or, or I'm not sure if it's, uh, uh, too lifelike, you know, if you're going to buildings, you got to go up the stairs and all that stuff. But it's so uh, varied. And I think or either that or the waypoints are not very good at explaining where to go. I honestly thought I got lost a lot in this game, but the, the story and the characters, so well done. And it is driving me through the game. I'm literally, I think, on the last level um, of the game. And it goes some weird, crazy, weird, weird, weirdest things I've ever seen in a game. <laughs> like, it's totally not like Call of Duty at all, which is more kind of based on real life stuff and things happen. This is just wild. Think of it like in Glorious Bastards, where it's an alternate take on, uh, on this universe. Own. Yeah, <laughs> like um, yeah, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the story, Mondo, but basically, uh, Nazis won World War II, so it's now in the 60s, or whatever. So it's a, a, a Nazi-occupied America, and uh, like you go to towns, everyone's speaking German and all that stuff, and um, it's 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 cool like that aspect of it is cool but this game is so wild like there's like mechs and then there's like you go in this specific game like you you it's so hyper violent i don't know i, I don't want to spoil anything i'll maybe talk about it to you like out, out of sight or podcast when these of things that happen in this game but it's so wild and so crazy uh it, that i've never experienced in a video game before but i highly enjoy it. if anyone that starts to play this um, definitely put it on easy and just uh, breeze through it because even on easy, there's still bullet spongy. I don't know why. Uh, maybe they'll patch that later, but just experience the story and let it go. My, I was fortunate that my, I had a friend that uh, had this game and let me borrow, so that's why I'm just trying to breeze through it so I can give it back. Awesome. But definitely worth it for the story or if you could find it on an extreme uh, sale. Dude, that sounds awesome. Um, 
definitely do want to check this out. Uh, I, I do want to go back, though, and finish Wolfenstein 1 so I can get into 2. Oh, yeah, the New Order? That one's great. I actually like that one, like, in terms of an overall package. Uh, I think that's better than 2, but 2, just the story is just so crazy. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's yeah. it goes places where you don't ever expect ever. Do, do you see that, like, like a trend <laughs> in gaming right now sometimes where they, they can't get the 2 together? Like, you have, like you said, great story, great character development, but gameplay is lacking. You might have great gameplay, but we didn't focus enough on the story. Yeah. Uh, case in point, it was just, you know, like, I'm going to use it as an example. Titanfall, the first one, great gameplay, mm-hmm. but it, it lacks story. Yeah. And then, you know, the second one came out, you know, again, still great g- gunplay, great controls. Just the story was a little bland, a little bit dry. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah. A lot of people liked it because the, the actual campaign was good of the of the Tenfold, but the story, like, I can't tell you a single character's yeah. name in that game or <laughs> or what it was about. I, I just remember, like, jumping on cool platforms and wall running and uh, that time shift level. Other than that, that's pretty much it. Um, that's why, why I, like, appreciate Call of Duty so much is that at least they get you to like some of these characters and uh, you go through them. Um, it's 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 more uh uh it's it's done like more like in a movie format rather than like a game you know so that's why i appreciate about call of duty a lot well all right everybody um that's going to do it for our episode we thank you for listening and again you can support us by heading out to facebook at easy operations podcast leave us any comments any suggestions um, I know I haven't been on the page or updating at the moment. Uh, like I said, we were pretty much sick uh, about a week and a half. Unfortunately, James is still feeling the effects. Sounds like you're getting better, James. I do hope you get better because it's it's a bit of a pill to swallow when, uh, yeah. you know, you can't, like, speak for a very long time. And then this random cough comes in. And you can hit us again with more feedback at our email at Gmail with easyoperationsqa at gmail.com. Anything else you want to add, James, before we head out? Yeah, I look forward to our uh, next episode. We should have Ron back. Uh, we may go over some uh, previous wrestling uh, events that may happen. Uh, we'll keep that at the end, so we won't have to bother you. And tomorrow, you and I are going to see Murder in the Orient. So keep an eye on our review on that. And we're about to beat Halo, so we'll get your impressions on that well, as and well. And 4K. 4K. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to talk about <laughs> more of these... Uh, updates uh, in the coming weeks because yeah just quickly we just recently picked up uh, also uh assassin's creed origins and uh you said you also got forza 7 so we'll give more compressions of our of all these uh xbox enhanced games all right guys so that'll do it for us for this week i'm armando signing off james i am also signing off <laughs> <laughs> all, right, guys. all right guys have a good night